0: 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one One. Winning Winning Drive. Drive. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Rita and Glenn show, a.k.a. Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan, with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And obviously the big news, Cordell, is the signing of Odell Beckham Jr. to the Ravens that came out uh, on Sunday. And the deal is as follows. It's to- it's about total of, of $18 million, but it is broken down in such as $13.835 million signing bonus with a $1.165 base salary and $3 million in reachable incentives. Uh Brian McFarland, a, a friend of ours that's been on our show um, numerous times added on to that and said that assuming four added void years to reach the max probation of five years OBJ will have a 2023 cap number of 3.923 million which is basically four million dollars however if so and if he is not extended before the 2024 season, he could count $11 million in dead cap money in 2024. That is telling. So, a uh, couple things. You know, uh, Odell has not really been healthy since about 2009. And then even before that, we know he was dealing with some issues. But um, we know he did not play the entire 2022 season after the knee injury in the Super Bowl. Um, and he is kind of up there in age at this point. Uh, so when you look at those intangibles and you add to how much the Ravens paid for him, do you still think that this is a situation where the risk could it potentially be greater than the uh, the reward or the other way around where the reward could come out being greater
1: and it's well worth the risk. I'm conflicted because I think that there are a nice amount of pros and cons to this addition to the team, because it is an addition to this wide receiver court is one of the worst in the league, uh, uh, On paper and on the field, I mean production wise, we saw it this past year. Um, But I look at this as like one of those situations, like you know, when because I've I've been one of those people that uh, have been telling the Ravens that I want them to be more aggressive and out and getting. Uh, guys on the offensive end, specifically at the wide receiver position. I wanted them to go and get a guy that has done something in this league, somebody that Lamar can actually trust out there. Um, And it's like when they do it, it's it's almost like, oh. (laughs) You know, okay, yeah, Odell, that's cool. But, I mean, he's got two torn ACLs. He yep. missed all of last year, hasn't had a 1,000-yard season since, what, 2009? Um, I, this isn't the Giants, Odell. This isn't the Odell we saw in the first three years of his career who had double-digit touchdowns. This isn't yeah. the one-handed catchover Brandon Carr, Odell. Now, he can still make these plays in, I think, spurts, but I don't think Odell is a guy that you can necessarily – trust on a week in and week out basis. And maybe you can't, I, I think we don't know. We don't know with Odell. What we do know is a, the Ravens. I don't think anybody can debate this. They overpaid for Odell. I mean, it's $15 million. No receiver has made more than 11 on the market this off season, And he missed a year and he's got the injury history of any, you know, uh, of probably the worst, the one of the worst injury histories we've seen uh, at the, on the free agent market. But, um, but that said, I've I've said on this show, Rita, that they may have to overpay to bring in a guy like Odell or to bring in a guy like D-Hop or one of those guys um, to A, fill a void and B, put a smile on Lamar Jackson's face. Yep. And I think that's kind of what was in the Ravens' mind when they did this deal. Like I think that they know that they're overpaying, um, but we'll see because- If he produces and he goes out there and he's at worst, your second best wide receiver, then it's not necessarily an overpay. I don't care about money. I've made that clear. I'm all about acquiring talent. I'm all about getting as much talent as you can on your on your team. I think fans pay way too much attention to how much people are making and not wanting to overspend or overpay somebody. Everybody is so scared to be that team that overpays somebody. I'm not worried about that because in the offseason in April, everything looks like an overpay. We don't know what it's going to look like come September, October and during the months where they're actually on the field. So, yes, today is an overpay, but we'll see come like week 10 if we still feel that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm also conflicted. I mean, um, I think that to some degree you feel fans feel that way because these contracts go against what the salary cap is. And being as though the Ravens don't have a ton of salary cap because of the Lamar potential non-exclusive tag, you you, you're looking into that, which is why I brought up the Brian um, Farland tweet, because that those things are important to, to say. Um, I'm like you. I am conflicted. And I um, think that this is a situation where I definitely believe that the Ravens overpaid for Odell Beckham Jr. He's 31. He will be 31 in November. He has dealt with injuries. Um, He might be a little rusty. However, Um, When you look at his resume and you see his capabilities, I think that it's definitely something that you have to explore. We know that Odell uh, in his prime has been an explosive number one wide receiver. Um, I don't know if that means that that's what he's going to do here. I'd have to assume Rashad Bateman is going to be the number one and he'd be the number two. But ultimately, he brings experience. Um, He brings some veteran leadership that the Ravens desperately need on that side of the ball. Uh, And I do think that he can be effective. We know that he's worked with Todd Munkin in the past in Cleveland. So there's some familiarity there that could help. And I believe that he had a thousand yard season um, in doing so being in that offense. So there's that part of it that you're excited about as well. But ultimately I do like you believe that sometimes you got to overpay to do what you got to do. And I've seen a lot of reports about, you know, uh, overpaying, uh, and how bad this looks. And I I get it, I understand. But what I don't like in that when people are saying this is like, we're gonna act like Odell has not played at a high level consistently throughout his career. And that's the part that I, I, I think that we're missing here, right? Um, so I, I think that Potentially, the Ravens have done a really good thing here. They had to pay a high price for it now. I definitely didn't think that they were going to be paying $18 million for Odell. But ultimately, if the Ravens can reach past the divisional round, which, it's, which they've not been able to do if Lamar is the quarterback, then it's money well spent as far as I'm concerned. So I, I am open to looking forward to this and seeing how this is go how this goes and i'm optimistic to a degree because there's a health perspective on both him and bateman and lamar as far as i'm yeah, concerned I was about to say, Rita, it's the
1: whole offense i mean you almost, know honestly all, the, the the backfield we got to see if they can put together a fully yep. this year it'll be yep. robbins first time getting like a legit workload yeah so we'll have to see if he can handle that like that's everything about the Ravens. It's all about health. Yep. And this has been an unusual offseason for the Ravens where they have been, I think, criticized more than they have probably in any other offseason. Uh, And while this move may put a smile on Odell Beckham's face, I think they also were trying to put a smile on some of their fans faces as well yep. by bringing in a big name wide receiver, uh, that they all can actually come together on. Now, the another thing about Odell Beckham that could be looked at as a positive is the fact that next to Lamar, he's the biggest name on this team. Absolutely. I mean, Lamar has by far been the biggest name on the Ravens since joining the Ravens. And now he has another person in the locker room that understands what it's like to be kind of this mega star you know yes. and, and because nobody on the team can really understand what Lamar's life is like outside of the locker room outside of being on the field even guys like Marlon has talked about that about the fact that he can kind of go and live his life and sure people will come up to him when they see him but he's not going to shut a whole building down like yes. Lamar Jackson walks into anywhere it's going to be a stampede and and it's almost the same thing with Odell Beckham. So I think it is good that Lamar will have somebody that understands uh, somebody else in the locker room that understands kind of what it's like to be the center of attention, not just on your team, but in the league in general. But this is a huge gamble, no doubt about it. And this is going to be the year of gambles for the Ravens. I mean, because you got Bateman coming back, going into his third year, and we you know, we don't know what it's like for him. Can he stay healthy? Dobbins going into his fourth year, huge gamble year for him. He doesn't have an extension right now. This is contract year for him. Lamar Jackson, obviously the ultimate gamble right now, expecting that he plays on the non-exclusive tag. Um, it, it's a year of prove it for the Ravens yeah. an organization and yep. for a lot of players, I think, on this team. I completely agree, and
0: so first of all, I ain't like the Mark Andrews disrespect by you. Oh, he's the, the most pot, He's the most known player. Don't do the the, nah, the top nah. two tight end in the name. Nah, not lead
1: that way. I'm, <laughs> not I'm not knocking Mark Andrews, but he's a little low key. He is you know, low key, but, key, but I think more, he I think he's it.
0: created a name for him. He's not obviously as boisterous as Travis Kelsey. Right.
1: You or even George Kittle, maybe George Kittle might be more of a national like big just because he's a little louder. Like Mark Andrews, he does his talking on the field.
0: That's true. Whereas
1: those guys, you know, they're going to give you a little extra. They're going to get in front of the camera. Mark Andrews. That's not that's not really what he's looking. He just wants to show up and play football. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. He's a top three, top two, top three tight end on any given week. But in terms of like nationally and, you know, household names, I, Odell's the closest thing I think the Ravens have had to Lamar. Well, yeah.
0: And he's been in the league longer, too, right? right? Like, he's been in the league since, what, 2014? Ooh, my memory might be bad there, but I feel like that that's accurate. I feel like Odell has been in the league since 2014. So, uh, you know, it's it's easy to uh, to know who he is. because Yes, he was drafted in the first round of, of the 2014 draft, so that's accurate. But there's a familiarity there. Yes, so you're right. He's been around longer, obviously, and he was coming out. Of LSU, which I mean, he was already kind of toted then because LSU had such a, a high-powered um offense and a team that people knew, you know, very well in college as well. So there you are, you're not wrong. Um, but you know, look, the Raiders felt like they, they did they did what they felt like they needed to do. And um if 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 it works out for them, if it pans out for them, which means that they advance in the playoffs. I'm sure that they'll say that every cent was worth it, and I'm not going to disagree with them 100%. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, and you got to make moves that you might not like, but you might find necessary. Now, it'd be interesting to see how he feels about about they, about overpaying their quarterback, but, you know, hey, that's a conversation for another segment we can talk about. Uh, but ultimately, I agree. Look, the, the Ravens felt – I think that, that there's some desperate – measures that was handled here but ultimately if it works out for them then i i don't have an issue with this at all basically
1: it's a it's a huge if um yeah because injuries have plagued the team in general over the last couple of years so you know it's it's a big if um and again I, i think people have to temper expectations on what they're what odell beckham they think that they're getting people yes people get enamored with the name odell beckham and all of a sudden everybody thinks, oh, we're, you know, it's pro bowl receiver and all pro receiver." Like, uh, eh, not that guy. Um, but you're going to, you could get a guy that has that in him. He can still run routes. He's still explosive, I think. I'm curious to see how explosive after this second ACL tear. Um, but, you know, Cooper Cup's not out there. Sean McVay's not out there. So, it was it looked good the last time we saw him with the Rams. And granted, he's he has a rapport with Todd Munkin. Uh, so I, I do expect Todd Monken to find ways to utilize him. He's talked about wanting to be more spread, have a more spread offense that's gonna fit right into what Odell Beckham wants to do anyway. Um yeah, it's it's a huge risk. There's no way of getting around that. You just hope that it, it can pan out for the Ravens. Absolutely.
0: So when we return. Um, For our next segment, let's talk about the the dynamic that this could potentially have on Lamar. Do we think that this means that he's going to stay? Do we still feel like that there's a, a possibility that he's on the move? We'll talk about that on our next segment here on Winning Drive. Before we go to our next segment, have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, hit that subscribe button so that every time that there's a new episode, you will be the first to know. So the addition of Odell Beckham Jr. has seemed to play out very well amongst um, uh, the flock, I think, generally feels good about it. Um, Players uh, from the team have commented on it. And even Lamar Jackson, Cordell, um, there, there has been word that Lamar was talking to Odell regularly about potentially joining the Ravens during the offseason now this is interesting information because as we know Lamar put out a tweet that on March the 2nd a month ago he asked for a trade for uh from the Baltimore Ravens and we know that Lamar is on a non-exclusive uh franchise tag with the Baltimore Ravens but he appears to be In great spirits about the signing, he posted it on Instagram, made a post about it uh, and showing them on FaceTime and and his response of how happy he was. Apparently, they celebrated uh, on Sunday night at Live in Miami, which Lamar, like myself, looked extremely bored to be there. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, he was there and um, with Odell and they were you know out celebrating right so it appears that he likes the signing but it feels still like a lot of unfinished business and, and feels because it is a lot of unfinished business right the Ravens and Lamar have still been at a standstill regarding um, a contract but with this I'm curious to know how you feel about Lamar's future here even if it is in the immediate future our good friend Glenn Clark and my co-host on his show he does a Lamar meter and Mm -hmm. every day he uses a different day it goes from zero percent to 100 percent every day you know sometimes he doesn't change it some days he does so I think on Friday his Lamar meter was 60 percent on Monday's show his Lamar meter moved up to 90%. And when he asked the public to get their opinions, there were, I think 85% was the average on how, how many people thought in terms of like Lamar's percentage on staying as a Raven. So how do you think this plays out in terms of Lamar, at least being here one more year in Baltimore?
1: Yeah. I mean, and I was actually on Glenn's show on Tuesday uh, and I've, it was on me to to well, what year. was your what was your meter then, friend? <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, I was maybe Glenn caught me at the right time, but I actually am very optimistic that Lamar is going to be the quarterback come week one. And that was even before the Odell signing. I actually jumped it up to 95% right now wow. at this point. Because assuming that the market stays where it is, Lamar, I mean, if we're just talking and we're just strictly talking about this year, week one of this year. I feel like if he, you know, if it stays put the way that it is right now, and I do expect more movement to come after the draft, uh, but even still, I have a hard time envisioning Lamar not being the quarterback for the Ravens come week one. I really do. And you hear the reports of Lamar helping recruit Odell with, like you said, it's very weird because we know about his trade request. It's just weird to see a player actively recruiting someone to a team that he has axed out from you don't really hear about that uh too often but this whole offseason has been weird Very. for Lamar and the Ravens so nothing really surprises me at this point but I do feel good about Lamar at least being there by the by week one um I still think he doesn't show up to OTAs I'd should he. if he shows up to minicamp uh, or should he I think that maybe he's there once training camp starts, but who knows? But I do expect him to be there at some point. And maybe Odell signing gets him there a week earlier than he had planned to. Who knows if that's if that's what it is. But I, I don't think it does anything for the long term, especially I mean, because this year is kind of the let's see what happens year. You know, and nobody can really – make any long term plans based off of Odell Beckham right now off of a 1 year deal we don't you don't know what version of Odell you're going to get out there um i think ultimately when you're talking long term with Lamar it's still about the money it is still going to come down to that are the ravens going to come closer to lamar is asking price or or is and, and or i should say is lamar going to come down a little closer to the ravens Uh, price that they're looking for so I I don't think much has changed to be honest with you on the Lamar front I've always felt like he was going to be there come week one and I don't think it's changed anything in terms of the long-term deal uh happening that's that's ultimately going to be up to Bashadi and how much money he's willing to pay him
0: yeah I I mean I've always felt positive and I, I have to say that if the Ravens don't trade Lamar um, by the draft, I think that it's a hundred percent at that point because I don't think that the Ravens are going to trade Lamar um, after the draft and put themselves in a hole um, for 2023. If they don't, you know, if, I don't care what they, I don't. I, it doesn't feel like teams is going to like, you know, send over pretty much a a hall of picks or players anyway, right? So if they're not going to do that, then the Ravens, I think, aren't going to trade Lamar, you know, after the trade, uh, after, excuse me, after the draft. I just don't think, I think it goes to 100%. What I'd like to be positive about, though, is that they could come to terms with maybe a short-term deal in that regard. Um, I'd like to think, Cordell, that this was some type of olive branch. Uh, Yes, they needed a wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. That is obvious. You know, you and I have talked about that. They they needed a wide receiver. Regardless of Lamar it was going to be here or not, they needed a wide receiver. And I'd argue that if Lamar is not going to be here and it's somebody else, maybe a Tyler Huntley, then having a guy like Odell means more because you want a guy with that type of experience to help with the limitations of a guy like Tyler Huntley. That being said, I'd like to think that because we know that Lamar had you know talked to Odell about coming here that this is a potential olive branch for the Ravens and that maybe they can have a discussion? I'm not sure that there's a long term deal, but I think that the Ravens would argue, along with us, that Lamar is worth more than 32 million dollars. The reason why we that they got the non exclusive tag is because they wanted the market to set itself for Lamar since Lamar didn't like the deal that they put, right? But as of right now, they have no suitors. So I'm not really sure, you know, it it didn't go as planned, basically, right? In terms of like having Lamar's market set from other teams. But I think that the Ravens would agree with me and that they believe he's worth more than $32 million. So what I'd like, hopefully, is to say, look, we don't necessarily want to pay you $32 million. Obviously, we want to take that number off of our salary uh, cap anyway, we need to have some more flexibility because people get injured and such. So let's get back on the table and let's do a shorter-term deal. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I would like to be hopeful that if they can't come to terms with a long-term deal, then maybe coming to terms with a short-term deal and giving Lamar more money because he does deserve that would be something that's potentially in the cards. Ultimately, I agree with you that 100% I think Lamar stays at this point, and having Odell there helps – but if the Ravens want to try to give themselves some uh, reprieve in terms of their salary cap, I feel like this is the a, a good opportunity to say, let's have another conversation and see if we can you know get better. Now, now I don't know if that happens or if it does, right. if it works out. But it feels like this could potentially be something that could trend them in the right direction. Because, again, Lamar's issue has never been with the organization in terms of like, how they're run his issue has always been about money and I think that that's obvious here you know in terms of like him being excited about Odell being here um his business partner Cam uh, Francis going on Glenn's show and talking about how much Lamar loves Baltimore and he likes the organization it really just boils down to coming down to money but if you could try to find a way to get get him something and then help your cap situation and having Odell come to kind of push that narratives you know maybe that's all i'm saying maybe
1: <laughs> it doesn't hurt it doesn't right. hurt, uh to get him somebody that he actually likes um i'll say this though and i was i really just was thinking about it uh as you were talking you know you said the ravens don't want to trade aren't going to want to trade lamar after the draft because it'll mess them up and i agree with that uh but i i continue to believe that Lamar's market is going to pick up after the draft. Oh, sure.
0: I I believe that it will now. The problem is that I don't think that they're going to be willing to do that because there's not going to be – I mean, I don't see an overhaul of draft picks that is coming their way when you can put an offer sheet out and sign them for two firsts.
1: And and I think that the offer sheet will still be in play. Sure. I think think the offer sheet will be the thing that teams will look at because – you almost put the you. That's how you back the Ravens in a corner. You wait until after the draft, and that's if you're a team that's kind of lurking in the shadows, and you're and you're talking about really trying to outbid the Ravens for, for Lamar, then that would be the time to do it because you're going to still only get them for two first round picks, still very cheap. Um, and if you and, and then at that point you back the Ravens into a corner because like you said, they don't want to go into the season without a quarterback. They brought in Odell Beckham with the under, I think with the idea that Lamar would be their quarterback. I don't think Odell Beckham signed without having some sort of assurance that Lamar was his quarterback. Now the 15 million definitely helps. um, But if that's the case, I, I I I still feel like the who's throwing him the ball matters a little bit to him. And ultimately, this is a proven year for Odell Beckham. It's only one a one year deal, so he's got to try to put together a really good year to get another big payday. So it does. He's still going to care about who's throwing him the ball. So if I'm a team that is ne- in need of a quarterback, wait until after the draft is probably the move I'm going with because again, it backs the Ravens into a corner. And may force them to, to match an offer that they don't want to accept just for the ability to keep their quarterback heading into the start of OTAs and, and mini camp and all of that. Right now, if you do it now, you give them the opportunity to fill that quarterback hole in the draft. But waiting until after the draft, that that's a little bit of a, of a different situation and, and it could put the Ravens in a bad spot.
0: I mean I, I look I, I, and the I I think that whatever I don't think that any team is going to re- give a, a, an abundant amount I think that they'll give somewhere that the Ravens are interested in matching so there's that so then it's over right like it's over after that oh,
1: so because the, the Jets Aaron Rodgers still ain't there and it's true. And, they, and, and I mean it just takes a level. I mean we saw the Ravens just overpay Odell Beckham with what both you and I said desperation played a factor in that Desperation at the quarterback position is a hell of a drug. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I uh, people got the what they've been saying now leading up to the draft. But everybody's confident during the draft. Everybody's going to talk the big talk leading up to the draft. But that time period after the draft, leading up to OTAs, it's it's do or die at that point. It's sink or yeah. swim. And, and so I, I I don't know. Today, sure, nobody's willing to pay. Something that is going to blow the Ravens out the water, but I don't know. Come July second or something like that, or, or when or whenever the uh, I gotta look and see when the I think the seventeenth
0: is. is when the last day he yeah, can, think, they can right. apply uh, they can try to do a deal. So, yeah, you
1: get you get to the early part of July, and it's a whole nother story. Teams didn't get the quarterback that they wanted, but they built around. You know, they a team like the Jets who added every wide receiver available this offseason to their roster and now they realize that oh we don't have Rodgers and we've got Zach Wilson in our backfield like I don't I don't know I I I just think that sure today their teams aren't willing to blow the Ravens out the water but who knows come early July uh when that pressure is really on you
0: yeah, but then the but then there, the argument, the counter argument that I have for that is that the Ravens also will become desperate for a quarterback, which sure. is why they have to match the offer at that point, right? Like what they're not going to want to do at that at that part of the season, that part of the year is go into the season without a quarterback. So they're they I mean unless it's like something that they're just like, look, I don't have that kind of money to put in escrow right now or whatever. Uh, unless it's that, um. Then, th- then they're gonna match it. That's how I see it. I mean, it has to be like something ridiculous, like, like a, like something very, very close to a fully guaranteed deal where I'm, the Ravens are what like, you're
1: like asking for
0: right, <laughs> or, 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 or you know, and, or even and then if that's the case and if another team does that, then the, the Ravens can easily say. Um, And they can match it and easily say, well, I was on the board of not doing, you know, fully guaranteed. But here was another team that went out here and did it. And I had to do what I had to do to keep my quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So it all depends on on how that goes. But the Ravens also don't want to become that desperate organization that late in the stretch and and have to deal with not knowing who's going to be their quarterback moving forward. Because as of right now, they only have Anthony Brown right now. So there's that part of it, too. I would but,
1: say too, if I'm a Ravens fan, I would be rooting for a team to kind of come out of the shadows. Like so it can get that. over and done with. Yeah. That way, you got exactly what I mean. That was that not at least what we think the goal was when they put the non exclusive tag on him to have somebody else do the job for them. Yeah. So, if you get to the you get to that time period and somebody comes and they're like, look, the, here come the Jets and they 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 didn't get Rodgers and they're like, all right, we got to we got to go get Lamar at this point. And they put that offer in. If you're the Ravens, I'm like, yes. Finally, you know, because this is what I've been waiting for, unless yep. obviously that amount is something that you aren't prepared to put, pay. And I would uh, I would hope that amount is something outrageous. If you're going to lose your, your franchise player, the, the, if, if if a team, if I'm afraid Ravens fan or Eric DaCosta or somebody, I'm praying that a team is that that the Jets don't get Rodgers or something like that so that they can come and put an offer in just so I can just match it without without looking at it but the Ravens I don't I don't know it's so weird man everything that we've thought about the Ravens they've kind of done the opposite of this offseason and I don't think that they they obviously don't want to just lose Lamar uh but both sides have shown that they can be really stubborn I, I just don't know nothing would surprise me anymore in this entire situation I don't think we've seen <laughs> our last twist and turn
0: Speaking of the draft, uh, when we come back, let's talk more about the NFL draft because do we really feel like this has solved an issue at the wide receiver position or is there some unfinished business that is really going on in terms of the Ravens bolstering up their wide receiver room? So we'll talk about that more on our next segment here on Winning Drive. Before we get into our last segment, have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button so that every time Cordell and I talk about your Baltimore Ravens, you will be the first to know. So the Ravens obviously go into the draft now with, you know, one less they got one more wide receiver to work with uh but ultimately they still have a lot of work to do going into the draft not long ago you and i had a conversation here on winning drive and we talked about um if the ravens you know uh, was down if it was down to a wide receiver that they really liked and a cornerback with that they really liked, who would the ravens choose or what would be the best fit and i think you and i both agreed that they even if it's a top corner They still, we believe that they still needed to address the wide receiver position. Now you have Odell who signed, it's only a one year deal, by the way, but he signed uh, with the Ravens. So it does feel a void if he can stay healthy. But do you think that the Ravens continue to pursue the wide receiver position? They only have five draft picks. Um, so that is something that we have to consider unless they obviously trade down somewhere or or, or make a trade with a, a player. Uh, but as of right now, they only have five draft picks. So if you're the Ravens, do you feel like my first round draft pick doesn't have to be a wide receiver? Or are you still saying, no, we're going to stick to the board regardless because this is only a one year deal?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's the tricky part because wide receiver, I think, is still a need because Odell Beckham is only signing a one year deal and we don't know how this is going to play out. You have to, the Eric DeCosta's job is to plan for the worst. Um, so you have to plan for if something happens to Odell Beckham or Bateman or Beckham doesn't work out this year. And what about the year after? Like you have to plan for the future. That's what the draft is all about. So I do still think wide receiver is going to be an emphasis for them in the draft. Um, but I I've been on it all along that I feel like they're going to go corner. If they stay put at 22, I think that they'll go corner uh, right there. But their board will determine a lot. And if they really love a guy like Zay Flowers or something and he's there, I wouldn't be surprised if they go get him. Because are we ready to say that? I mean, is Duvernay like safe in terms of Mm – Playing time on the offensive side of the ball in terms of being the lock at the slot wide receiver, I don't, I don't know if you can go into the season and say, well, we don't need to upgrade there. I'm not saying that you have to, but if you can, I would. And, yeah. uh, I, I mean, Zay Flowers, we don't know if he's an upgrade because he'd be a rookie, but he'd at least be a guy that makes that slot position a little more interesting. He, he gives you. Uh, another guy that can take the top off the defense. And it's not just him. It's other guys. That, look, I, I think they're going to draft the receiver at some point, but if we're strictly talking about first round, I think it does come down to how the board falls, how, what's going on in the rest of the draft. You, we're always going to have twists and turns and, and people reaching for somebody here or there. So the draft board, I think will determine it all, but I, I, I think they were going corner anyway. And I think with the addition of Odell Beckham, the sense of urgency to go wide receiver in the first round has kind of gone down a little bit. Um, and the corner need is still a glaring hole. So I, I still think they go corner, but I, I, I definitely expect them to still get a receiver at some point in the drive because there are good ones that they can't get in the middle rounds.
0: Yeah, I, you and I both agreed that um, that they, they needed, the, they were going to go corner anyway, right? Like that wasn't nothing about that was going to change. So I think we both agreed that that was going to happen. And I don't think that, that, you know, Odell being signed really changes anything. Do I still think that if there's a wide receiver that they have to have, they feel like, you know, slid down to them and and it was like something that they can't give up on or that they can't, you know, let go by. Yeah. I think that they still would, but I don't know if there's anybody outside of Jackson, uh, you know, Smith, is going to be available that they really, really love that way. Um, You start seeing people and reading draft boards, and um, a lot of draft experts don't really love this class of wide receivers um, and believe that a lot of these dudes are second-round grades but are going to go first round because of need for a lot of teams. And we know that the Ravens are a best-player-available type of team where they're going to pick the guy that they believe is the best player on their board. Um, And I, and I'd say regardless of position for the most part, I think every now and again, like you, you, you're going to skip over um, like if, if, if they didn't have a need for a quarterback if Lamar, if the Lamar contract was signed, I don't think that they, you know, necessarily go after a quarterback in the first round or anything like that. Right. Maybe a backup in the later rounds, but ultimately uh, that, that that's how they do it. It's their philosophy. So I don't foresee, if it, if it's not someone that they're very high um, about, I don't see them going out of their way to get a wide receiver. And again, you and I have always said that we felt like that they were going to go after cornerback, because as of right now, they have not addressed that uh, in the offseason, even though we know that they tried with Darius Slay. But it's clearly still a big hole that needs to be filled for them. And it feels like that's the way that they're going to go in the drafts thus far.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, Eric DaCosta has talked about going best available in the first round and I, I don't have a problem with that philosophy. And Look, Rita, I still think the odds on favorite is that they trade back. Uh, You know, I think that's still the favorite of what they do. And when we get to 22nd, I, I think they still want more than those five picks that they currently have. And for them, they're going to want to move back if possible. Um, but I, I also think that wide receiver is still a position that they, I mean, we, t- we, Costa said he wanted to revamp the wide receiver room and Nelson Aguilar yeah. and Odell Beckham is a start to that. And if that's where it ends, I don't know, but revamp means, you know, guys are going out and guys are coming in and with the addition of Beckham and Aguilar, I, I've, I'd be surprised if Proche and Wallace make the team this year. Um, And I I do think that if the, if a guy like Zay Flowers is the one that just keeps coming to mind for me now, later on, Kayshawn Bouti from LSU like him a lot. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. they can get him uh, for good value as well. But I, like you said, I, I don't know if any of the top wide receivers will be there at 22. So they're not going to reach. They don't have the. They don't feel the need to have to reach for a wide receiver in the first round. I I still think it'll be be corner because, while I do expect there to be a a, a big run on corners in the middle of the first round, um, I still think the Ravens will be able to get a really good one when he get to twenty two.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that logic. Um, so I think we both uh, look. I. I find it very hard for me to believe that the Ravens are going to address the wide receiver in the first round um, because of the hole at cornerback. But it doesn't mean that I don't think that they won't address the wide receiver issue somewhere else in the draft. And I would not be surprised if the Ravens make a trade somewhere along the line um, before or during the draft to try to get more draft picks because they don't have as many. Uh, But um, I think that you still got to push it. You still have to push it. I think that it's fair that we, you know, you wanna see guys like Prochet and Wallace um and Duvernay try to be in a different system and see what they could do there. But ultimately, as of right now, that's five, you know, receivers that that including Bateman, including Beckham. And those two um had injuries last year. Mm -hmm. So you you still gotta you still got to up. Oh, I forgot about Aguilar. Okay, so that makes sense. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I forgot about him. So, that, yeah. so that tells you all you need to know, right?
1: A lot of hard. people forget about some of the receivers on on, on the team. To be honest with you, it's, you're not the first, and I'm sure you you won't be the last. Indeed, uh, and that's what the Ravens are trying to fix. You know, they've got some forgettable guys right now in their wide receiver room. They're trying to fix that. Um, so I, st- you know, the addition of Odell is cool, but I I still think that they have a need at wide receiver, because like I said, he's only on a one year deal, you got to plan for the future. Um, And I think that there are quite a few receivers in this class that the Ravens do like, and I think that they could get good value on a lot of these guys.
0: I agree with that. So with that said, again, uh, you know, we, we know about the Odell Beckham Jr. signing. And I just want to say welcome to Charm City, Odell. You can't eat everybody's crab cakes. They're not. The yeah, same. Right. <laughs> Every crab cake is not the same. So find your favorite place um, for your your crab cakes. And uh, enjoy Charm City, man. This is a a fan base that is very loyal to a fault. Um, And so it feels like that there's a lot of positive vibes in terms of Odell coming despite his age, despite his health. He's still one of, you know, the most polarizing players in the National Football League. So um, it should be exciting if, if Lamar comes back. It should be fun. And um, I, I, I am curious to see this, how this connection unfolds uh, during the season. So I want to say uh, thank you all for listening. It's going to be a beautiful week, Cordell. Mm-hmm. Um Please go out and enjoy this beautiful weather because you know some sometime soon it's going to be some rain and maybe My a little life. bit of snow. That's just, mm-hmm. just because that's how things go around these parts. Um, but yes, please enjoy the weather. And we'll be back on Friday. We'll talk more uh, Ravens on Friday. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive.